What's up, world? Welcome to the Melanin Money Show, the official destination for personal finance, entrepreneurship, and wealth building for melanin millionaires. We will teach you the tools, the tips, the tactics, the hacks, and strategies you need to learn to become financially free so that you can be the wealth starter and legacy lever for your family. And I'm your host, George Action Palm, accompanied by co-hosts Jacqueline Shattuck and Carter Cofield. If you're ready to begin your journey to become a melanin millionaire, tune in, take notes, and let's go. Welcome go. back to another episode of the Melanin Money Show. And as you can see, we got the core three, George, Carter, and Jacqueline, you know, the gang. How y'all doing? Hey, feeling um, good. Feeling great, man. Feeling great. Good, good to get back to the, you know, to the original squad and uh, and do some, do some catching up. I miss you guys. Absolutely. I miss you guys too. I mean, y'all are, you know, we're, we always record in different locations for the most part, right? But now, right, we're really in different locations because Jacqueline is down in Tampa. Carter is in, what we said, Brazil, Rio? Where Brazil. Yeah, Brazil, Brazil man. Um, you know, I was trolling them just before we turned the audio on. I was like, man, y'all really living this financial independence life, huh? Y'all, y'all all over. <laughs> um, which is timely. Considering the topic of discussion today, which we are going to talk to you guys about exactly what is financial independence. I mean, we hear these buzzwords like financial independence, retirement, legacy, generational wealth. And so we wanted to break down, you know, what exactly financial independence was. Yeah. You know what's funny on that previous episode, we had Shad the boat goat on and I was talking about how one of my clients, you know, had $3 million saved. They were about 55 years old. Um, they pulled in over $400,000 a year. And a financial advisor they worked with was like, yeah, you can't afford a $10,000 boat. Like, you'll just never get that boat dream. And it was crazy to me because I just was thinking, I was like, man, I don't want to be 55 and not be able to afford like a $10,000 boat. Like, really just one of my dreams. I don't want to not be able to afford one of my dreams. Like, how can I make that happen? So that's why I'm traveling more now because I'm like, I don't want to wait until I'm 65 to finally get to travel. I want to be able to do it now while I'm young. I have the energy. I feel good. You know, that's the goal. And selfishly, selfishly, right? It's like, I mean, this is going to sound a little vain, but I mean, I plan to work out my entire life. I plan to look good for a very long time. But like, I don't think, this, I, don't think <laughs> I don't think my body gonna look like it's gonna look six forty years from now, right? So I want to get these beach pics off. I want to get these yacht pics off, right? So I can you know show my son. Shout out Legend. Like, yo, your daddy was that dude. Like, don't ever get it twisted. He still got it. You know what I'm saying? But anyways, but nah, seriously, you know, Jacqueline's right. It's like we gotta live the now. I mean, there's people that you know lost their lives in the global pandemic. There's been people that have you know taken their. I mean, it's it's been rough out here. You know what I'm saying? And just like life is a gift and you don't need to wait until 30, 40 years down the road to experience the fullness of it. Right. Yeah. Like y'all don't understand how geek that was when this was the topic like this. I will die on this hill of like <laughs> live now, uh, retire later. And there's, and there's a possibility to do both. And we'll like talk about it more in the episode. But before we dive into that, man, like let's let's catch the people up on current events. What's going on with us? Um, this is the first this is the first episode we have. Yeah. A legend was born. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is. Yeah. So, so give, the, give the people some insight on that. Absolutely. So my son was born uh, eight days as of this episode, eight days ago, nine days ago. Yeah. So like I am officially 
a father on this side. I mean, I feel like I've been a father, you know, through the pregnancy, but like officially a father. Like he's here. So how, is, is, is it a moment where you just like, yo, I'm a dad? Like, is it is it a switch that goes it, off when the baby's kinda, born? Like, it kind of is, right? Like, it kind of is like just like with little stuff. It's like one when you change your first diaper. It's like, oh, I'm in it now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's one moment. Um, then just the feeding. He's still like developing, like you know, his personality. It's gonna be a while before like you know those quirks come, but just like no. Knowing that you're responsible for the life of another human being is it hits different. So, um, so yeah, it's just been several little moments. I, I was talking to a buddy of mine at the gym, and his daughter is about to be two. He was like, he actually feels like he's just now becoming a dad because his daughter's like talking back and saying, like, not in a bad way, but like, Dad, I'm scared, or Dad, like she has emotions. And he's like, Well, shoot, like, what am I supposed to do with that? You know what I'm saying? So he's trying to like, <laughs> right. he has to actually parent. It's not just, you know, changing diapers and giving them bottles and making sure they're alive. It's like you're actually helping mold their personality now. So I'll keep you guys updated, but man, I'm super excited. Uh, he's gracefully allowed me to record this. I did hear a little a little tear up there, but my wife must have started feeding them. So um, mm-hmm. so I'm, I'm glad to be here. But that's my biggest personal current event update. That's funny. He said the bare minimum. <laughs> you, you know, you got to keep them alive, <laughs> but there's other Dang. stuff you got to do. There's levels to this. Yeah. So I love it. Yeah, he's he's going to be like so well taken care of. He got auntie and uncle here. Rich auntie, rich Already uncle. Know. We going we got you, legend. We got you. <laughs> Already facts. vibes. Facts, facts. Um, Jackie, what's been going on with you? Hey, you know, I'm just out here catching the vibe, really. I mean... I thought about it before we started recording and I was like, hmm, you know, I really could travel a whole lot more. Like, I honestly was thinking, I was like, all right, I'm gonna leave Tampa in the next 48 hours. Where am I going after this? Kind of thought about London and some people meeting up in London, kind of thought about L.A., might shoot down to Miami because I think the weather's a little bit better in Miami than in Tampa. But that's just my personal experience. But I honestly was like, hmm, I really could go anywhere. And I thought about what was really holding me back from traveling more and it's not the money like for me it's actually been I have had I have struggled with like personal abandonment issues or alone issues so I don't do really good with actual physical change so I haven't traveled as much as I wanted to because I just get uncomfortable and I've realized that in order for me to get to the next level, whatever that next level is in my life, I'm going to have to be comfortable with being uncomfortable with this change. So that's part of why I randomly booked this trip. I came through and now I'm going to randomly force myself to move on to the next place. Well, let's so, go. Jacqueline, I, Jacqueline I'm so proud of you. Random book trip. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't, <laughs> I don't know if you told the story on the podcast, but like... So like it was like two nights before I had decided I was going down to Miami for uh, a mastermind that at the time Carter was a part of, but now Jacqueline's also a part of. And I just when I thought it, I was like, I just told Jacqueline like, "Yo, think I'm going down? Think I'm going down?" Sent the text right, <laughs> and then on the airplane, you know how it'd be like you got a little signal, but whatever reason that runway, it starts getting tricky even before you take off. I was like, I'll try to send this message, it didn't go through to let her know like, "Yo, I'm actually going." Um, and then I get there, not within two hours. We decided to grab something to eat, me and Carter, and it's COVID. So you got we got masks. I mean, she had a mask on. I don't think we had a mask on. Yeah. She was already eating. And then Carter, yeah. luckily, because he got better vision than me, <laughs> he's like, wait, light skin, the curls, he, the, the hair, the curl hair, yeah, 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 yeah. It was, it was the curl, it was the curls that, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, what? <laughs> uh, and she popped, but pulled pulled up on us. So Jacqueline is good for a a random 
trip. But y'all keep me young, man. So I like it. Carter's yeah. in Carter's in Brazil. Jacqueline's just randomly traveling, thinking about going to yeah. who just says I'm thinking about going. I mean, to but that's why why not? Why not? This is the life that I think everybody deserves to live. Like 100%. if you can't look up and say, I might go to another country in a couple of days or a week, then what are you doing? What you know, what life are we trying to create for ourselves? And that's why again, I think this episode is going to be so important is because we're not just talking about financial independence from a monetary standpoint we're talking about financial independence and financial freedom from a you know mindset standpoint a traveling standpoint so i think this episode is not only going to educate people monetarily but get some people out of their comfort zone like jacqueline said yeah they have to get comfortable being uncomfortable and that's so important for everybody to do it is so important because that's how you grow right like i'm like card i'm pretty sure the reason why you can speak Spanish well is because you keep traveling to these countries where you got to know the language, right? And so like that became a thing. So now you want to go try to learn Spanish in the Spanish class because that's what you're supposed to do? Or do you want to travel, become well-traveled and become a, a diverse person because you're immersing yourself in experiences that are literally forcing you to grow or it's going to be even more uncomfortable, right? Mm -hmm. And so I think that that's the thing that people don't realize about travel or even traveling solo, like Jacqueline said, it's like, oh shoot, like I got to talk to somebody. I got to meet somebody I don't know. I got to communicate with these people. Like that forces you to grow. Here's a challenge. You know, we got, we're good for a tactical challenge. On the elevator, next time you get on the elevator with a stranger, introduce yourself. Hey, how are you? They're probably going to look at you like you got four heads. People <laughs> in the I don't know what it is about the elevator, but it's that one place that you just stand, look, wait for your button to be pressed. Introduce yourself. Tell them, especially if you're a business, tell them what you do and just have a quick little 30 second conversation right that's a challenge and let us know how no <laughs> yeah do that but i hate doing that <laughs> i'm yeah. like but it's, uh, it, it makes it makes you grow though it's, it's, it makes you grow i actually started doing that about a year ago i read a book every time you get in an elevator it gives somebody a compliment i promise you you will be surprised um what could come out of an elevator conversation by giving somebody a genuine compliment that, that's on the elevator and I've been doing that for a year and it's drastically made changes in the people I, I was able to meet. Awesome. Oh awesome. yeah, absolutely. But also note like where you stay, like where I'm staying is like $400 a night. So the people who stay in hotels at $400 a night are people you should be paying compliments to. So I've had some very interesting conversations in the restaurant downstairs. So I, I mean, I do highly encourage you guys to have those conversations, even though it is uncomfortable. I think the funniest thing about me is, and my family all knew this, whenever they go somewhere with me, they always ask, they're like, why do people approach you? You look completely not approachable, but people will talk to me all of the time randomly. So I'm like, thank you guys for helping to make this uncomfortable situation more comfortable for me by approaching <laughs> me. I appreciate that. But while we are talking about people we appreciate, let's talk about this podcast review that we got uh, because I appreciate by Coastal Boss. By Coastal Boss. Doesn't that fit for exactly yeah, no, what I mean, we're saying? That's, that's actually the perfect review to read today. And I'm proud of you. I'm, I'm, I'm proud of that. <laughs> Like shout out to Jacqueline Segway. Pull it all in yeah. together, you know. <laughs> yeah. that was, that one was time for the one time. Yeah. yeah, but we love we we love smooth reviews. Okay, we love five star reviews. So we got to drop you some merch or something for this because we appreciate you. So their title was actually a breath of fresh air, which is part of why you guys should make sure that you're following all three of us on Instagram so that you can get all of the vibes. Right? Like I know I posted. I know I posted mm -hmm. on my story today, just like this really beautiful view that I had, like by the pool working 
And it was literally a breath of fresh air. So by Coastal Boss, I really appreciate you for just bringing all the vibes together for me today. Okay. The the, uh, review says in a time where there's so much toxicity around us with mental, spiritual, emotional, physical trauma, this trio shares how they reverse their financial trauma and use it to their advantage and are helping others along the way i'm here for all of it and we are here for all of your encouraging and inspiring words we appreciate you so make sure you send an email to podcasts at melaninmoney.com we appreciate you love that that love that that was an amazing review all right well guys great catching up with you guys we know what the people came for they came for the sauce so let's get into it. All right. So today we want to talk about sauce. financial financial independence, right? I mean, we kind of already talked about it a little bit, right? It's the ability, you know, we'll get into like the technical definitions, but the ability to live life on your own terms, right? It's the ability to be on this podcast right now from Brazil, be on this podcast right now from uh, Tampa, Florida, be on this podcast right now from the comfort of my my home, not traveling. Yeah, and if, if you didn't just have a son, I'm pretty sure I would have talked to you into coming to Brazil with me. So you would have you would have been you would have been this here too. This is a fact, right? <laughs> but have but just having that autonomy to live like on your own terms, not this concept, this outdated concept of put your head down for 30, 40 years, tuck some money away in your 401k. Wake up at 65, 67. Wake up. Wake up at 65. I love the way you said that. Yeah. Wake (laughs) up at 65, 67. And then, yeah, then scrimp and pinch on the fixed income. And hopefully that you can take a couple of vacations a year and pat the grandkids on the head and, you know, live in your paid off house that you've been living in for the past 20 years. Like, no, no, we're not doing that. That's outdated. And there's a new there's a new show in town. Sorry about that. That's the mm-hmm. Melanin Millionaires Club, by the way. Shout out Melanin Millionaires Club one time. Yeah. Um, but there's nice. a new new uh, kid on the block, and his name is, her name is Financial mm-hmm. Independence, right? And conceptually, let's keep it really simple. We're going to get into calculations and all that kind of stuff. Let's keep it really simple. All financial independence means is that you have money coming from assets that produce cash flow that can exceed the amount of money you need to cover your lifestyle expenses, meaning that you don't have to trade time for money, right? That's like the fundamental textbook definition. Now we're going to get into the hybrid approach and like how you're able to still have this, you know, lifestyle, right? Where you're financially independent, you can do what you want. Cause obviously we still work. We're still passionate about things that we do, but ultimately just on a fundamental level, that's financial independence. You have money coming from sources that are working for you so that you don't have to do the work. Right. Yeah. So I'll pause there guys. Anything you want to chime in, just on the general concept of what financial independence yeah. is. And, and I love using the term financial independence because, you know, it's different from retirement because all financial independence means is that your income, out, your passive income um, uh, exceeds your expenses. So when you think about it, like if you only have expenses of $2,000, all you have to do is find a passive income of $2,000 a month and then you're technically financially independent. So I love using this term, especially when I'm speaking to kids, speaking to other people, because it's so easy to wrap your head around. So it's like, hey, it's not this 40 year goal away. It can actually happen next week, next month, next year. You could be financially independent while you're young and still live your best life. So I think it's very important that we educate people on the difference between quote unquote retirement and the simplicity of financial independence. Yeah, and I think it's been a great time for Jacqueline. I think I caught a, a quick glimpse of a speaking engagement that you did uh, maybe like last week. 
you talk about like the different levels of like financial stability. Like, I think it would be good to just even level set there because it's like, in order to even think about financial independence, right? You gotta have, there's gotta be a base level of where you're at. So can you expound upon a little bit? I think it'll give a, some good context for people like like where they are in their journey, right? Yeah, I think that'll help. So that's the four phases of wealth. But before I talk about that, I wanna share this story with you guys because when you're saying talk to people in the elevator, compliment them, all of that, like, and me talking about conversations at the bar, like that's real. And I really believe in the law of attraction and you will attract what it is you're looking for when you become that person, right? So these these are the conversations that I look up on all of the time. OK, it's it honestly blows my mind because I'm like, who else is having these conversations? OK, so if you guys are having these conversations, you're on YouTube, write a comment about a conversation that was crazy that happened for you. Or if you're listening to the podcast, leave a review and let us know about this. But so I literally go down to the bar and I'm just hanging out and there's this older black guy and you know, a conversation just kind of sparks off. He was like, hey, I can't read my receipt. Can you read this to me? I have cataracts. Like, sure. Okay. Read the receipt to him. And then we kind of like launched into like a little bit of banter and a conversation. Right. And he was like, you know what? He's like, did you know that I'm independently wealthy? I said, hmm, we never talked about me being a financial advisor. We didn't talk about anything really like money related, but we kind of talked about traveling. And so he's like, yeah, I'm actually from North Carolina. I was like, okay, cool. He's like, yeah, I'm independently wealthy. And I'm like, okay, what are you getting at here? And he was like, I bought Amazon stock at $29 a share. I was like, that's interesting. Tell me more. He was like, yeah, I buy Amazon at $29 a share. I buy Home Depot at $19 a share. So I was like, wait, wait, wait. You have to tell me the full story, right? Yeah. And I'll tell you all the full story later, but that was just interesting to me. Like he considered himself, and he was 65 at this point, he considered himself to be independent independently wealthy. So I said, what is independently wealthy? He said, well, I have money and that money can exceed all of my daily needs of living. He was like, and it's not dependent on any job, any pension, nothing like that. He was like, I literally have, you know, so many dividends from the stocks that I bought and just so much appreciation. And he was like, I can live the rest of my life independent of my pension or my social security. And he was like, I don't care what happens with social security. He's like, I get a little check, but I'm not worried about it. And right. I'm like, yo, this is the vibes. This is it. Like, that's what you want. You want this independently wealthy phase of life. And so that's going to be the fourth phase in the four phases of wealth. That's the final phase is financial freedom. All right. So the first one is stability. So as you're talking about, George, you're like, you can't even think about traveling and doing this and having passive. Like if you haven't even found stability, so you need financial stability. Right. So that's where we talk about having debt that's manageable. Right. It's not out of control. You're not spending out of control. So you have a handle on your cash flow. Right. You have a stable place to live. All of those are in the first phase of wealth. You just have to have financial stability. Then from stability, you start to be able to move into the other two phases, which is just um, strategy. You start to be able to develop a strategy, right? So you, you're stable. Now you're able to think a little bit more clear. You're able to think about investing. You're able to think about those kinds of money moves, right? Mm -hmm. And so all three of us have accomplished the first phase and the second phase, and we're all into the third phase, which is the opportunity phase. So in the opportunity phase, this is where you get to start traveling when you want to travel, start eating out, start really living your life. But that's not until you get to the third phase. People get mm -hmm. it mixed up and they start going on these crazy lavish vacations and mm -hmm. it, it keeps cycling them around in phase one, phase two, phase three. And if you keep following that same cycle, you're not going to get to phase four. 
It's just an ugly, vicious cycle. You got to go through all of the phases, right? So in phase three, you have a healthy balance of that second phase and you're kind of getting to touch on that fourth phase and you're like, yo, that fourth phase is sounding real nice. Yeah. Yeah. I was about to say, respectfully, you don't know what stage I'm at. Like I could be at four, you know what I'm saying? You never know. Respectfully. 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 But no, I think that's, that's again, I love the way you put that. That was a beautiful way to explain to the audience. And like you said, that's the goal, right? Getting to that place of like, wait, you know, like the feeling of literally waking up and knowing that you don't got to do anything and all your expenses are paid for, right? It's, it's a beautiful point to be at. And I think, you know, I want everybody listening on this podcast to be able to experience that. I'm gonna give y'all, I'm gonna give y'all some transparency, right? Real quick, right? We all know the market has experienced a dip and, you know, there's been a slight little rebound, you know, maybe a beer mm-hmm. trap, whatever, but not gonna get into technicals here. But I was in the hospital, as you guys know, last week, mostly mm-hmm. up until Wednesday. So Sunday to Wednesday, I was in the hospital. My son was born Monday night, but I actually like got to embrace him for the full day that Tuesday. It was like Monday, like 11, 22 p.m. Mm-hmm. And so matter of fact, I think, Carly, I think you had you had sent me a message or something. We had talked for a quick second. Yeah. Um, and then I, I just have to, I don't really, my long-term portfolio, I don't really, I don't have to, I, be, I believe in the thesis of the account. So like, I don't mm-hmm. have to check it every day, right? It's not, it's mm-hmm. not a trading account, right? So on this particular account, I decided to log in because I knew, you know, kind of where the market was. And I was like, oh, I can't work today. Just fine. Yeah. And I made like 20 grand and I didn't do anything <laughs> for it. I didn't do anything for it. And it was like, and I screamed, and again, that's not, not the first time it's happened, but it like, it was just a reminder of the power mm-hmm. of assets, right? It was just like, and I think it hit different because I'm over here looking at my son. I'm not working. Mm-hmm. And I made 17, I think, no, excuse me, it was 19,500 $19, for the day, right? I'm like, hmm. I can live with that, but it, it convicted me to go even harder on the passive game, right? And so we're going right. to get into that, like, and how you can get to financial independence. But I just thought, like, that was really dope and really powerful because I didn't do anything for that. Well, I, well, I did something yeah. for it. I invested the money, yeah. right? Yeah, right, right, right. So I thought that was really cool. But anywho, so let's get into, like, um, just the fun, the fundamental aspects of how you get to financial independence. Number one, let's just briefly compare the differences between retirement and financial independence. Retirement says that it's all about accumulation, right? So you have a job, maybe you have a 401k, you have an investment account, and the goal is to accumulate a certain amount of money that will allow you to safely withdraw a percentage of that on an annual basis once you reach retirement that will cover your lifestyle expenses. Historically, in our industry, it's called the 4% rule, right? I won't go into my thoughts on the 4% rule. Is it accurate? Does it work? But basically, some smart people, based upon where the world was at that point in time, did some simulations and said, hey, take the amount of money that you need to live on a monthly basis. Let's say you need 7,000, which is probably a lot more than most people need. Multiply that by 12, that's what, 84,000. And then you multiply that by 25, and that's gonna give you the total nest egg that you need, which in this case would be, my math is right, $2.1 million, right? Woo. Did you just did you just do that? In your, I got to know, did, did you do that before? Or did you do that no, in your head? It. I just did it. Okay, before. all right, all right. It's, the, it's levels, go ahead, go ahead. 2.1 million. Right. So then you're like, OK, well, how do you get there? How do you how do you get to the four percent? rule? Take the two point one million, multiply that by point zero four. And that gives you your annual salary of eighty four thousand. And that's how you back into it. Right. But the, your immediate next thought probably is, well, shit, right. Where, how long is it going to take me to build up two point one million dollars? Right. And now 
arguably, depending upon who you are, you might say, I'm going to get it done this year. Right. But for some people that, that might feel a little bit daunting. And so that's why we're going to talk about how you can get there in a kind of in a different approach. Right. If anybody want to add anything thing to that, just because I wanted to level set just on the fundamental level, because that's where most people when they do their research on fire or financial independence and how do you find your fire number, that's going to be some of the rhetoric or, you know, that's going to be out there. Build up a nest egg. Get it to the point where it can cover your lifestyle expenses, withdraw, safely withdraw 4%. You don't have to ever work again, right? So any thoughts on that or any commentary you guys want to add to that? I just don't want people to be scared of that number because yeah, 2.1 million sounds really big. So that's the only, like, and we, we, you know, we all talk about the same thing with people all the time. I just don't want people to get scared about that number. So I think that the best way to break it down is for people who are saying like, well, how much do I need to save? How much do I need to invest? And I'm like, look, you got to start where you are with what you have. Mm-hmm. Like if you have the ability to save 30 to 40 percent of your income right now, you probably need to look at what you're doing and see if that's a possibility for you. Like which phase are you in? Are you in phase three or are you in phase two? Because if you're in phase two and you're trying to figure out how to invest so that you can get more into the opportunity phase, then you've got to be saving a lot of money. Like you got to be saving a lot of money and investing a lot of money. So my encouragement is just for people to break it down and we'll, we'll break it down a little bit further, but that's the only thing I just don't want you guys to get intimidated by that big number that you're about to calculate. And I'm going to break it yeah. down for y'all, too, in a way that like shows you how tangible like you can get there much faster. But we'll talk about that. Carter. For a second, I want you to imagine a club, a club that is exclusively designed to help you transform your relationship with money, a club that creates the pathway and the guiding light for someone who is an aspiring melanin millionaire, the one who wants to be the wealth starter in their family. Now, instead of imagining I want you to learn a little bit more about the Melanin Millionaires Club because that is exactly what we've created, right? We've created an ecosystem where you can finally get the clarity that you're looking for when it comes to your finances to give you the confidence that you now know exactly where you're headed so you can make better financial decisions and ultimately give you that feeling of control that you've been seeking instead of your finances feeling like they control you. Let me tell you a little bit about what you can expect as a part of the Melanin Millionaires Club. Number one, you're going to get access to money challenges, you know, and different challenges to help you level up with your money in fun and creative ways. You're going to get access to a community of like-minded people who are all on the same journey of marching towards financial freedom in their own right. You're going to have an opportunity to win money milestones so that we can award you on your journey to becoming that Melanin Millionaire. You're going to get access to guides and resources that you need to be able to dive deeper on your money journey. My most favorite and important probably aspect of this platform is you getting access to my pocket advisor, which is our flagship feature where literally it's like having myself and other advisors right in your pocket. Because let's be honest, right? You can take a course or even try to Google the information that you're looking for. But sometimes knowing that you can have a mentor that you can just call on and ask a specific question is worth its weight in gold. So you get that as a part of the premium membership. You get access to classes to learn about a variety of different money topics. There's channels with a bunch of different money content like Netflix, but for financial education, right? You have investment opportunities, right? From time to time when they present themselves, I'm going to share different investment opportunities exclusively with my network. 
Not to mention if you sign up today, you're gonna get access to seven other bonuses just for being a part of the network. So if that sounds like something that would be valuable to you, I strongly encourage you to click the link, link in the show notes and learn more about the Melanin Millionaires Club and how you can be the first generation millionaire in your family. Yeah, no, again, as a kid from South Side of Chicago, I can't go back and tell my homies that all you need is $2.1 million, you're going to be good. They can't even fathom that. So I think that's why me personally, I love looking at it from a cash flow perspective mm -hmm. because it seems so much more attainable. Throwing the throwing the $2.1 million at somebody can paralyze them on what they're at and say, hey, I'm not going to save now because I'm never going to retire. And, you know, we'll talk about the other method in a second. But guys, like, just understand there are multiple ways to get to this point place of retirement or what I like to call financial independence. Yeah. So let's dive into it. I love the cash flow method, right? So let's dive into it. So I'm going to give you guys a really tangible example. So, you know, the way that you can get to financial independence is begin by buying assets that appreciate and produce cash flow and or, right? So you got assets that appreciate and produce cash flow like real estate. You got assets that appreciate and produce cash flow like stocks, especially dividend paying ones. Dividends, yeah, yeah. And then ones that it might sound daunting and we don't have the ability to go super deep on this, but a business that you have an equity position in, right, that you own but do not run, right? You just put mm -hmm. up some bread and it's like, okay, when the profit comes, I'm not showing up for work, but let me get my money. Mm -hmm. And that's essentially what you do with stocks. It's just you own a much smaller percentage, right? So maybe, as Jacqueline mentioned in the opportunity, like you might not wrap your head around that in the stability phase. But when you get to the opportunity phase, and you have cash sitting around and you realize inflation and that you're losing money and you've already invested in stocks and your 401k is maxed out and all that, you're going to find opportunities that you didn't previously know existed, right? So let's use those three examples, right? Real estate, stocks, and a business that you own but don't run, right? So and let me just, let me, let me, let me get in this because I think when people hear equity position, at least, you know, me, they're like, well, I got to build up this business, hire a CEO and step away. I think that due to technology and where we're at in the world, it's, that's not the case anymore. You can buy an Amazon business that works when you're not there, right? You can buy, um, you can have a, a, a digital product business where your ad spend just, you know, brings in money. Like, so there are really tangible shortcut ways for you to literally own a business and it produces cash flow for you and at a minimum um, time commitment. So I just want to harp on that and say, like, due to where we are, this equity position in a business can happen in a, in a few weeks or a few months. That's a fact. So thank you for, for letting it in so people know, hey, this is tangible, right? So let's make it even more tangible. And just for for, for example's sake, we're going to use that same $7,000 a month, $84,000 mm -hmm. a year number, right? Cash flow though, right? So let's say that you start to get your rental portfolio, right? And you get a few houses, maybe a multifamily, maybe a couple single family, maybe you do Airbnb, right? And you set it up in a way where you have property manager and you, it truly is passive. Now the road to passive income isn't passive. Jacqueline can tell you her real estate story and you know her thoughts on real estate, but like the road to passive income isn't passive. But let's say that attracts you, you know, and you want to build a small real estate portfolio, right? And that produces $3,500 a month. How tangible is that? Do you think it's possible for you to own a property or two to net $3,500 a month in positive cash flow? I bet you do, right? You might not know all the ins and outs of real estate as of this podcast, but I bet that if you do some research, get connected with the right people, finding the right real estate play for you that can net you $3,500 a month in positive cash flow seems tangible. So now we just chunk that down. Then let's move to the let's move to a business that you own but don't run. Maybe you got a maybe you got a buddy who's really good in a certain space and he creates a digital product, or maybe you have a certain expertise and you get to a point where because it's truly digital, there's no there's no community associated with it, there's no membership. It's like a download, a guide, a course, whatever, right? That is a passive business, right? Or to Carter's point, 
You can put up some bread and buy an Amazon store or whatever the case may be. Now, let's say you do that, whatever. There's so many options. Maybe we'll do another episode on the options of passive income or whatever, right? I'm here for that. Right? Yeah. <laughs> but you pick, you pick one or two, right? And then whatever it is, that generates, let's just call it, I don't know, $2,000 a month, right? So now you're at, 50, was that, 5,500? 5, yeah. So now all you have left is what? 1,500, uh, which can come from 15, stock dividends. Or, yeah, so yeah, now, yeah. exactly. So now you only need 1,500 for a month from your stock portfolio. So instead of you needing $2.1 invested, $2.1 million invested, now you only need 450,000 invested right mm, you go okay, from 2.1 gotcha. million to 450 because from a cash flow standpoint you only need 18 grand a year versus 84,000 right so complete paradigm shift and if that's still too big well then beef up the other cash flow methods right but it just shows you that there's different levers that you can pull from a cash flow standpoint to get to the same outcome so you go from thinking you need 2.1 million dollars tucked away in account to now only needing 450 if you even want to do that much, right? Because mm -hmm. we just educated you on some cash flow producing options. And, and if you put that in years, you just cut off a 20 year, 20 plus year of savings by having those cash flow assets. And now versus having this lifestyle at 65, you might be able to have it at 35, at 45, right? What is the first tagline in my bio on Instagram? I show people how to become financially free 50% fast. You thought that shit was a punchline? <laughs> like, no, like I show people how to become financially free 50%, and it's really like 64.5, but you know, 50%. Oh my God. 50% um, faster, right? And we're going to get into the tactics of that too. Like how do we get, get it even faster? But guys, just again, just that quickly on this podcast, now you can start to wrap your head around like, oh, wait, I don't got to wait 30, 40 years to build up a $2.1 million nest egg, right? I just got to figure out how can I produce positive cash flow right now that's not tied to my time and again it might not start out that way right it might not it might start out where it's tied to your time but you can put a little skin in the game a little bit of effort and get it to be being passive or if you already have money from the gate it can be you know it can be passive you know there are there are things but you got to get that opportunity phase like jacqueline talked mm -hmm. about yeah right? but i think so, that you want to this is part of why we talk about generational wealth being so instrumental, because imagine if everybody started with a $450,000 stock portfolio. How much Facts. did that drastically change your life? Right? I know alleged, alleged glass, something like that. So <laughs> I mean, just imagine the amount of pressure that's going to be off of his shoulders. Right. And it's it's not that you want to just give your children privilege. You want to just hand them over everything. But what you don't want is financial stress. Like you don't want to keep perpetuating like generational trauma. Right. Mm -hmm. So setting this up for yourself and setting this up for your family is just going to change <laughs> the weight that everybody carries. Yeah. And to that end, I have this, this thesis. It's going to be in my first book. That I'm currently writing that won't release until this man became a father and started, man, what's going on, man? <laughs> hey man, you know, and legacy, let that legacy hit you in the chest. It's like, yeah, you gotta you gotta speed it up, brother. Um, and I'm, and I'm a little older y'all too, you know what I'm saying? But um, <laughs> but it's this thesis of this, and it's really simple, but when you think about it, it's so real, right? I believe that most human beings have not yet had the opportunity to make decisions that are exclusively in their best interest because of their financial situation. Here's why I say that, right? I believe that most people's decision-making is predicated upon the level of circumstance and the level of resources that they have access to. There's a reason why celebrities always do dumb shit, 
Sorry for, for cussing. <laughs> the reason being is because the more money you have, the more, and again, I'm not, I'm not saying this is something you should practice. I think you should be a smart person, but like you, you get this sense of like indestructible, like you feel indestructible. Right. Mm -hmm. And so because you feel indestructible, the moral hazard in your decision making increases if you don't have the right mindset. Right now, mm -hmm. if you have the right mindset, as you become more financially free, more financially independent, you're able to make choices exclusively in your best interest. Most people are making choices like, oh, I can only do that because of what I have in the bank. Oh, I mm -hmm. have to show oh, I can only spend this because I know my job pays me X. But imagine when that's wiped off the table. Remember when we were kids and asked us that question? If money wasn't an issue, what would you do? But most people have never honestly been able to answer that question. So, you're, so what nice. you're saying is fabric. It's, it's just a myth. It's like, oh, well, I would probably do this. When you actually get there, the answer hits different. When you know that you're uncancelable, which we're going to talk about on the next podcast, when you know, you're, you know you're uncancelable because you got assets that you own that ain't tied to your personal brand, then look, you want if you want to cancel me, cancel me, bro. But you can't cancel this cash flow. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> You can't cancel this cash flow. That's a fact, right? Yeah. And so you want to get to a point where your decision making is based upon the fact that, hey, look, I'm so good financially that I'm only making this decision because this is what I want to do. Not because I owe somebody this, not because I don't have the resources to do it. The only reason why we're not making the trip to Brazil is because, I, you know, whatever the other, not because of money, right? It's because of mm -hmm. it doesn't fit in the schedule today. Because we were in Paris, we we're going to Paris tomorrow, not because we can't afford it. You follow what I'm saying? Right. And so, like, yeah. that's where you want to get to, not because of the materialistic things that you can purchase, but the experience mm -hmm. and the freedom and the liberation that comes and the clarity mm -hmm. that comes yeah. from being able to say, I'm only making this decision because I want to. And I, and I think the best decisions come out of that when you when you have that clear space, you can come up with genuine ideas of one activities that make you really, really happy or activities that can make you a lot of money and really happy because you're in a space of what I call complete freedom thinking. Like if you can wake up and not have to think about food, shelter, um, immediate expenses, bills, you have this clarity and you're able to make um, the correct and brilliant decisions. Like, like you said, and like Jacqueline said, like a lot of people just have never experienced that. And that's one of the points of this show, right? Is to help get people to that space of mental clarity so that they can make the best decisions for them and their family. I think the best example I have of being able to make those clear decisions is honestly when I was a child. So when I was a child, like I didn't have really good grades. I guess I could have had straight A's, but my teachers were always like, yeah, she's not super focused. So maybe if she's more focused, you know, she could pay attention. And I don't have ADHD or anything like that. I just had food insecurity. Like I had insecurity of, was I getting picked up from school today? Like, you know, mm. was I going to get picked up on time or was I going to get stuck waiting outside for two hours? Like there's no reason why school should end at three o'clock and I'm worried about not getting picked up until eight o'clock. Right. Mm. So those are things that I'm thinking about. Well, she's talking about social social studies and in history and stuff. And I'm not paying attention because I'm like, okay, well, I didn't even get to eat lunch today. So like, what's up? So it's mm -hmm. the same thing that translates into adulthood. If you are worried about food insecurity and all those things that Carter listed, you're not going to be able to think clearly. And we talk about like some of like, you know, the people, the, the greats who have done great things and Bezos in particular, he only makes decisions between 10 a.m. and 2 p.m. He doesn't make any decisions regarding Amazon or his business outside of that window because he knows that's when he's in the most clear 
minded state, that's when he can make the best decisions, right? So we all have to evaluate where we're at and see how we can level up to be in that position to make our best decisions during a certain period of time. Yeah. And here's another tactical exercise. We've been in two homework assignments so far in this episode, right? I want you guys to sit down, be still, and I want you to get out a journal or a sheet of paper and jot down the things that are troubling you. Jot down the things that are what caught or weighing on you, that are causing maybe a hidden drain on your battery. And the analogy I always like to use about a hidden drain on your battery is myself. If y'all are my friends, y'all know this. My cell phone dies frequently. Right? Man, no reason. Look, no reason. But there is a reason. Okay. There is a reason. Okay. Okay. Is, I forget to not just to forget to charge it. That's one obvious reason. Huh? But I forget to close out the apps that are running in the background. And so while I'm not actively using those apps, they're actively still draining my battery, right? And so that's the same thing that happens in your head. When you have unfinished mm, business. I see where you're going. I see right? where you're going. When you have things, come on, give me some, come on. I was wondering if I was going to catch Look, it. no, because that's, that's the only, now when your phone dies and I have to give you my personal carryable charger, I'll give it to you with a smile on my face because of this analogy. My man. Even though I almost, almost lost it. And he got he yeah, some yeah, lucky yeah. strangers, you know, brought it back. Mailed it to me. Yeah. Mailed it to him. Um, <laughs> but that was a thing kind, right? Yeah, that was a thing kind. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and so you have these apps in the background, you, but you're not actively using it. You think, well, I'm not using it right now. It's not draining my battery. That's the same thing that happens when you have the debt collectors that you refuse to respond to, right? You know, checking the credit report because you're afraid, you know, of what's on there, right? Um, bills that you can't pay, whatever it is, relationships, not just money, right? Unresolved relationship challenges. So jot down those things that are troubling you, those things that you push to the side, the things that you think you're not addressing in real time, because guess what? You're not addressing them in real time, but they're taking up space up here and it's hindering you from being in your best mental place. So face those things one at a time. And I guarantee you, even that alone, even the ones that aren't financial specific will get you to a place where you can think a little more clearer and make better decisions. Mm, that was deep, man. I, I gave you that. That was that one caught me off guard, but it, it, it's good. And I think I've made the, the the decisions I've made in the past year have made me more money than I've made in any previous year, only because the more money I make, the more level of clarity I am to think and make brilliant decisions for my future. So it's a snowball effect in a positive way. You make money that allows you to step back and critically think and then make decisions. And then the more money you make, the further you can take a step back and you start to build this snowball of effect of um, building wealth in less time um, with less of your time resource, right? So, um, and, and that's why I love getting to financial independence faster because if your expenses are 4K a month and you find a way to cover that 4K a month with these assets, now you can sit back and think, well, how can I make 8K a month passively? How can I make 16K a month passively? How can I make 24K a month passively? And it, it, and you start to build not just financial independence, but like it's, it's beyond that, it's exponentially beyond that, because now you're making way more money than you could even try to spend. And then you just get a whole, a whole new level of, of clarity and freedom. Speaking of which, speaking of becoming financially free 50% faster, I did a class in the community, I think a week ago, as of this will air. So Shout out Melanie Millionaire Club. Melanie Millionaire Club. So if you want to go a little bit deeper on that, it'll be, it should be live as of as of this recording. Um, so check out that class. So, but I wanted to talk about like again some more tactics on how to get financially free faster that you'll learn more if you go tap into the class dollar trial link in show notes, right? Bing, bong, bong. 
<laughs> oh, that's crazy. That was crazy ironic. That's my new ringtone, believe it or not. Wow. Um, I thought that because I, I was saying, I didn't, think, I didn't think your soundboard was uh, was working because I couldn't hear it earlier. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah, he got yeah. it to work. That's funny. That's funny. But anywho, so there's only three real main things you got to address when it comes to getting your money together, right? How much you make, how you manage it, and how you maximize it, period, right? In my opinion, everybody has a different philosophies and I'm trying to simplify it. So when I started to dig into that, I said, okay, which lever or which combination of levers moves the needle the furthest? So, okay, so I looked at maximizing, which is investing, right? So I said, okay, you know, the stock market, you know, if you throw it in an index fund, you get to 10%, we have all heard that, right? Cool, like, you know, you invest a certain amount of money a month. And I said, what if I was able to increase that by, instead of the 10% to 15%, how would that move the needle in terms of like how fast I can get to financial independence? And it shaved off a good amount of years, right? I invested, I, I basically kept, kept the dollar amount constant in all three scenarios, but then I just said, hey, what if I was able to increase my rate of return? It shaved off a good amount of years. I was like, okay, that's an option, right? If I can find a way to consistently outpace the market. The problem is you gotta be good, right? <laughs> good, you gotta know what you're doing. And if everybody, if you know how to do that, then you will, well, there are people who know how to do it, but that's another story for another day. Are you the person that's gonna learn how to do that or hire the person that can, right? Then I looked at the management bucket. I was like, well, what if I just like can cut expenses and do all that? And believe it or not, that was the least effective option, right? Reducing expenses to create marginal amounts of additional cash flow to invest more was the worst scenario. It didn't Not to me. mention the mindset it puts you in, but keep going here. Right, yeah. exactly. So I said, that's off the table. I said, then this really attractive the make bucket. I was like, okay, well, what if I just double my income? What if I increase my income by 50%? And that's when it started to like really transform. And that's how I was able to arrive at this formula of like, oh shit, excuse my language again. Mm-hmm. Gotta add the explicit on this particular yeah. <laughs> But that is how, that is the one of the real secrets to completely uh, uh, transforming your ability to uh, build wealth faster because you have 100% control over that. You don't really have control over your rate of return to the market. You might be able to do a little bit better than the average Joe, but you don't have control over that. Right. But you do have control. Right. If you level up your skills and your mindset on on how much money you can earn and taking that surplus to supercharge your ability to build wealth. Right. So, guys, if you want to hack on on becoming financially independent faster, look at your current income. Right. And do the math on how much you can save and invest now and then see what would happen if I made twenty thousand more, fifty thousand more, hundred thousand dollars. And you're going to and it's going to amaze you when you see the time decrease. Like, I think the closest I got, I saw in one scenario, I could shave 27 years off of the traditional time frame from retirement, right? By increasing your income to a certain threshold. So do that math. If you want to know how to do that math, just tune into the class, but, or try to Google it and figure it out on your own on YouTube University. But more of the story is the most important lever to speeding up your ability to be financially independent is making more money. This is, is going to give you substantially more cash flow to invest. So you're not as contingent upon how high the rate of return is. You just have more money. So for example, the reason why I was able to make $20,000 on a Monday from a long-term account, my account could have moved a percentage or two. It wouldn't have mattered because of the value of the account, right? So get more money to invest more money and it decreases the pressure of the rate of return or the expectation that you have on the investment. So that's my two cents on that. Yeah, I think it makes sense. I think I want to speak a little bit to like people who are like fully W-2 at this point. You know, people don't leave their W-2 job because they are underpaid. 
they leave their W-2 jobs because they feel undervalued. So as time progresses and as you become more valuable as really just a person, right, in terms of the income that you can make as your potential grows, you have to give yourself that opportunity for your income to grow with it. So a lot of times by keeping yourself at that W-2 for 10, 20 years, you are holding yourself back from this unlimited earnings potential. You're holding yourself back from really creating and meeting your true like value, right? Like you are, if you're staying in the same job for 20 years, you're undervalued for sure. Like I can just tell you like the value that you bring to that position. If you were able to translate those skills into another business that had unlimited earnings potential, then you could just get to this cash flow position that George is talking about that much faster. Okay. So you have to evaluate that for yourself. If you are in a W-2 position, you don't have any other additional income streams. You've got to understand that like you are probably undervalued at this point and you've got to take a hard look at yourself and at the job market. That's a fact. That's a whole fact. Um, now, great guys. I mean, I feel. I mean, I feel like we really touched on the main components of how to think about financial independence. What is it? The difference between differences between that and retirement. But before we close out, Carter, with you being the most traveled of the group, I, I, I was on your heels last year because I was making up for twenty twenty. Um, but with you being the most traveled person of the group, um, just talk a little bit about just like. Again, financial independence more from a mindset and a lifestyle perspective. We also don't want people to think that like, oh, well, okay, I, I get the cash flow method. I know this better than accumulating $2.1 million or whatever my number is, but it's still going to be a while before I have three, four, five, six, seven thousand in passive income. So talk to us about how you're able to still embrace and extract the just more out of life now, even before, and again, you might be fully financially independent, but even before like the, the, the benchmark of what it means to be truly financially independent. First of all, how many countries have you been to? I think I'm 30 at 30, 31, 31. I have to check the app. Um, but there's an app for that? There's an app that you can be as an app for that. Um, that. It tracks where you go. You can put in where you've been and it shows you a map of the world and then the percentage of the world that you've tracked. Oh, I think I've seen that. Can you send me yeah, that? Yeah, I think, yeah. I, I think I downloaded it like five years ago. I was so discouraged because I had my percentage. Was so <laughs> it I, even, I, it's, it, yeah. it's either a flex or it discourages you. There's no in between. Yeah, um, so I deleted that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I guess, and I'm, I'm, I'm reading this book, um, The 4-Hour Work Week, if anybody hasn't, read this book uh, by Tim Ferriss. It's an amazing book. Go get it now. Go read it. I'm reading it for the fourth time. And every time I pick up something new, and this time it, he harped on the point of your location depend is de your financial independence shifts when your location shifts. So George, you know, I just got back from Medellin, Colombia. You visited with me for my birthday. You know, the cost of living down there is astronomically cheaper than it is in the United States. So where in the US, your benchmark might have been $4,000 a month to be financially independent, you can go to another country like Medellin and have that shaved in half. So now where you weren't financially independent in one location, but then you move to another location and you are completely financially independent because of the cost of living. So um, I brought that up to say, when I first started traveling, I will travel to places that were very, very cheap because I didn't have that much money. So Southeast Asia is a great place to travel to. Um, Thailand, Philippines, stuff like that is a great place to travel to when you don't have that much money because literally you can eat for $2. So I think another thing people need to just think about, especially as we enter this new digital day and age is 
where do you want to live? And is there places that you can live outside of the U.S. or you know not that can speed up your financial independence? Right. Mm-hmm. So, again, being in Colombia, you know, you can live like a king for three thousand dollars a month. But if you live in L.A., you know, three thousand dollars a month, you're in poverty. Right. So I think, you know, to answer your question, I, the reason I love traveling is because every location gives me a different financial independence number. Love it. We actually have somebody in the community. Shout out Million and Millionaires community. She lives in Bali. Her and her husband live in Bali. Right. Oh, yeah. And she was like, Dude. yeah, they <laughs> the whole cost. So like their entire living space, which is dope. I've seen it where they live. They have a maid. They have like a cleaning service. They have somebody who like cooks and preps all of their meals for like twelve hundred dollars a month. Yeah. Hey. That includes everything, like all the services, right? Um, So their financial independence number is extremely different than somebody else's. And it makes you think like, you know, I could work at this job for 40 hours a a week for 40 years to live off this $72,000 or I can move to Bali, right? (laughs) And be financially independent tomorrow. So I think, you know, we just, as 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 a growing exponentially growing um wait wait, wait wait go ahead wait, wait wait before you jump off of bali like her story was super dope i just i was in the middle of presenting a class and i was like wait 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 you got to tell me about this wait ha huh? so her and her husband met they were both teachers in thailand so they ended up moving to bali and they um they get to do this like financial independence thing so like during a certain period of time one of them will work and the other one will take time off to pursue passions so they Mm -hmm. give each other this give and take so nobody ever has to like work all of the time so the husband may work for like a year 18 months and then he'll take a year 18 months off and she'll work and they just get to pursue like passions that they have like art or um dancing or like you know just whatever kind of passions they have they don't have to work at all i was like wait that's the goal that's what people want like you don't want like carter said to work this job where you make seventy two thousand dollars a year and yeah you live in la but like what is really the quality of your life like is yeah. that really what you want so you yeah. may have to just mm-hmm. move somewhere cheaper like i just saw cnbc pro- posted an article that said like, hey, these are the top 25 most expensive cities. Five of them were located in California. And I was like, you may just have to move. Like, you may just have to move to live the life that you want to live. Don't let your location block your level up. You know what I'm saying? Oh, bars. You know what I'm saying? Or but on the flip side of that, for my, I know there's some entrepreneurs out here who just their mindset is heavy. At the same token, also just go make a bag. It don't matter what you, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Facts. So there's, there's there's two sides to every coin. You know what I mean. But either, the good news is you can fit in on either on either side of the spectrum. So Carter, were you you were about to chime in and say something else? Um, no, I mean that, that was that was that was basically it. You know, you you, you can um, move where your income it will will you know make help help you live the financial independent lifestyle, or you can write up a bag. I mean, either way, right? Um, I I, I love educating people about the options that they have because i think once their mind is expanded to something greater they can't you know go back to something lesser and i think we did a good job today really um giving people their options for financial independence yeah i don't know y'all i want y'all to leave a special review in this podcast we'd be having some good guests but i don't know i'm not gonna hold you i told carter and then before we got on, before we got on the uh uh the call i was like i ain't gonna lie y'all we the talent you know what i'm saying <laughs> we are the talent no i'm just joking but like we just like to bring different people with different perspectives um, as well, but we really love it. I think Jacqueline, you made me, you inspired me. I feel like we maybe need to like 
do like a special like interview series where we interview people at different you know phases of financial independence right how did they get there and like what was their mm-hmm. journey i think that would be dope so maybe let's figure out how we can find some people who have achieved fi and you know get their fi story yeah let's do it we appreciate awesome. y'all tapping in for this episode we'll see you soon thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of the melanin money show if you like this episode please do us a huge favor leave us a five-star review and if you're not already subscribe to the podcast and share it with a friend because we're providing this valuable game so that you can level up as an aspiring melanin millionaire again thank you for tuning in and we'll see you next week